Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Here I am back again, Dr. Brenda Shoshana, for another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. This morning, cool and windy. Yesterday, hot and sunny. Everyday life, moving, changing, living. Living. To live means to change, to change, to move, to be alive. And this episode today has a wonderful title which comes from the teachings and it says, Dwelling as Change Brings Peace. Now that's quite a fascinating, actually, very simple, but a very fascinating contradiction in a sense. Because what we don't want to deal with, of course, is change, change, change. And even the Buddha said one of the great pains that we have to suffer is the pain of alternation. One minute hot, one minute cold, one minute she loves me, one minute she doesn't, one minute we're happy, one minute we're sad, constant change. And in effect, our lives, our everyday lives, are, can also be called samsara, which means life and death good and bad, alternation, back and forth, constant change, and this itself really seems, it seems to disrupt our peace, or what we think of as our peace. We think, well, if everything stays the same, and I can control things, and I know what's coming, and I know what to expect, and I can plan for it, well then, I'll be okay, and everything will be okay. I'll be able to handle things. I'll have done my job. I'll have done what's right. These are all the kinds of thoughts that we have regarding change and regarding a feeling of peace. So many of us, so many of us say, I want my world to be secure, stable, understandable. Now, uh, of course, of course we all want that, and on, on the one hand, that's a perfectly reasonable request or desire. It's reasonable, of course. However, the actual reality of our everyday lives is filled with change, and sometimes very sudden change, unexpected change. When an unexpected change happens, when it's pleasant, we call it, oh, that's a surprise. I'm surprised. When an unexpected change takes place and it's not so pleasant, we'll say, oh, this is a tragedy. This is terrifying. This is an earthquake. And we become very agitated and worried and confused and concerned depending upon what this change is. And that is how we function psychologically. So it's very important, it's very interesting and very meaningful to, to connect the Zen teachings and our, and our psychological lives and our everyday lives and who we seem to be, I love to say it that way, who we seem to be and who we are on one level of our being, of course. So when the change comes, different people, of course, have different reactions to this change. Some hold on even harder. They cling, they grasp, attachment. 
starts. Others just try to stop the change from happening. They jump right in, they interfere, they, they focus on these circumstances, and they do everything that they can to stop that from taking place. These individuals insist upon trying to control whatever is going on. Now the need to control is part of the fear of change and it's, it seems to be built into all of us. It's there, it's functioning and we have to look at it and know it and be aware of it because that craving to control is one of the strongest, strongest causes for losing our peace and also for making decisions that aren't correct or taking actions in the moment that we might regret. Well, let's talk more about how others react to change. Others could feel crushed or very saddened by change, which they consider to be loss. That's very interesting. So many say, oh, I've had a terrible loss. And yes, yes, yes. We do experience change as loss, especially if we've lost someone we love or a job or a physical ability or something very precious to us. There's a, there's a grieving. There's a sorrow. Unfortunately, in some cases, some people feel that I just can't go on or I won't go on. This is just too much. Others feel that they have failed somehow that it's their fault that this has happened, that they didn't do what was needed, that, that they have somehow missed the boat. Isn't that interesting? It's their fault. When high tide comes, it comes. When low tide comes, it comes. But we feel somehow that we're in control of these tides, or if we do something, we will stop them. Of course, these, this kind of idea is filled with the mistaken notion that we are in control of the universe. That's a strong feeling we all have. I'm in control of the universe, or at least I'm in control of my universe, my world. Really? We also think we're in control of other people and how things go. This is a strong illusion we live with, which indeed brings a great deal of sorrow and a great deal of failure and feelings of loss. I'm in control. Inevitably and naturally, suffering must accompany us when we take that point of view. Very interesting. Very, very, very interesting when we feel we must control and are in control. Embedded in that wish, embedded in that wish is suffering. The noise, by the way, you hear in the background are winds blowing through the window right now. We're having a windy day, and on the one hand, oh, how beautiful, fresh air, cool, fresh air coming in. On the other hand, bang, bang, the blinds are hitting against the wall. The beauty of it, a little noise coming with it, everything, it's a package. <laughs> it's a package. Now, there is, of course, another way to live fully with the tides of change. There is another way to even find peace, as our wonderful title suggests, dwelling as change brings peace. How, how, what does that really mean? Because it's a very intriguing, intriguing and beautiful 
instruction. This is really talking about simply allowing high tide to be high tide and allowing low tide to be low tide. That sounds so simple, but somehow it's not. It's, it's talking about really a way to surf the tides of change. Like, let's use the image that we're in the ocean and high tide, big waves come, low waves come. How do we surf the tides of change? How do we not get knocked over by those big high waves? And how do we adjust to, this, to the low waves? How do we allow the ocean to be completely as it is? You know, in order to be a good swimmer or a good surfer or a... Or, or to be a good sailor, we have to really under, we have to really accept the ocean. In fact, we have to become one with the ocean. We have to really harmonize with the waves to know what's coming, to feel them, and then the adjustments that need to be made happen naturally. This is the same same as allowing each moment to be totally as it is. How do we do that? See, we practice this with each moment of our lives. Fortunately, each moment is not filled with high tides and low tides. They come and they go. Most of the time, each moment is just the next moment. Just the next moment. I love that concept. Just the next moment. When we really enter it in that way and experience it in that way, we know it's just the next moment, meaning this moment is here now and it will leave, it will go. That can be good <laughs> as well as painful. If it's a painful moment, that's nice because it will go. Just the next moment. If it's a wonderful moment, a beautiful moment, it, that's good too because then we don't cling to it desperately wanting to hold on, hold on. Never let it go because it's such a lovely moment never let it go. And that again is a great cause of our pain. You know, something very funny just happened, which is a wonderful, wonderful example of what I'm talking about, and I must share it with you. It's, it's going to be wonderful breezes today, and, and I'm thinking, okay, that's just part of it, the noise in the background, the, the blinds hitting at the wall. And then I'm speaking about just the next moment. If we accept it totally, we'll know what to do. And suddenly it occurred to me, oh my goodness, the window's open. Why not just go and close the window and the blinds won't hit at the wall? So simple. I didn't realize it. I didn't notice it. See how simply this is. Now it's much more quiet. How wonderful. What a wonderful teaching right in the moment itself. I love that. We don't notice what's right in front of our eyes. But going back to the point, when a wonderful moment comes, we definitely want to hold on to that wonderful moment when the tide is just right, when the water is just the right temperature. We want to hold on to that. And that's part of our inability to dwell as change because attachment kicks in, grasping, oh, holding on. And then, of course, when that moment leaves, as it must again, this sense of failure or loss or grief or, oh my goodness, it's gone. I had it for a little while and now it's gone. 
That's sad. And it can be a profound sense of loss when it's with a person we love or a job or, or whatever is really a, a meaningful to us, maybe an athletic success or a beautiful dance or concert. I had it for a little while, this gift, and now it's gone. However, however, dwelling as change brings peace. If we just immediately dwell then as the next moment, nothing is gone. It's just the next moment. The next moment comes with its experience and its gifts. Oh, but then we begin to compare one moment to the next. Oh my goodness. This, nothing will ever be as good as this moment. This moment isn't as good as the one before, or who knows what kind of moment is coming next. And that's what we do to disrupt and to destroy our own peace. And our, we compare and contrast one moment to the next. We demand that we find another moment <laughs> that was just as delicious or just as beautiful or just as good as the one we once had. That destroys our peace. That is not dwelling as change. Such a beautiful point, such an important point. Dwelling as change means really, really entering and accepting and being the next moment fully. Not clinging to the one before, not anticipating or dreading the one to come, just fully occupying this moment. You know, occupy, we say occupy this, occupy that, occupy the moment fully. When we're not comparing, when we're not longing for a certain kind of moment, when we're not dreading another kind of moment, there is complete peace. We're here. We're, we're experiencing this and you know, we don't experience this because we're so upset that we lost that. So from sometimes for many, many moments, we're just immersed in grief or in regret or in sadness rather than really experiencing what's next. could be something very beautiful that we're not even expecting. The best medicine is to be fully in the next moment. We're talking about letting go, in a sense. That's a very profound and wide-ranging subject, and we can approach it in, from many directions and in many ways. Letting go doesn't mean, oh, I'm never going to remember this wonderful person or this wonderful experience. I'm just throwing it away. It doesn't mean that at all. Each moment must and will always live within you. It's part of you. It can't be otherwise. There it is. It's contributed to your life. It's given you hope. It's given you joy or it's given you pain. That's okay too to learn from. You don't have to dwell on it consciously and cling to it and demand that it come back again so you can work it through. Oh, I want this moment back so I can work it through and it can turn out differently. We have that going on as well. Want it to turn out differently. Well, it turned out as it did, but the next moment is here. <laughs> Another opportunity. What a wonderful way to learn to live. Surfing 
the tides of change. In fact, I'm giving a wonderful course on this very process itself. So let's continue here. Just we're almost out of time, but I want to continue a little longer. I want to say, when we allow each moment to be as it is, when we allow perhaps someone to love us one moment and withdraw their love the next, okay, that's just two moments. Who knows what's going to happen in the next moment? As we do this, it becomes very easy for us to see that no, nothing that happens, none of these moments are actually personal. They're not reflecting on us, on who we are, on what our value is. That's such an important point, such a beautiful point. We think if somebody's cold or withdraws their love at one moment, well, they don't love me anymore, I'm not worthwhile, I'm not lovable. That's all nonsense. It's all stuff we add on. It's just their next moment. And it's your next moment, too, because you're experiencing something along with them. But what happens in their moment or in your moment, it doesn't reflect on who you are and the value in life that you have. If you're sailing in an ocean on a turbulent sea, is it your fault if a large wave comes rolling over the boat? Is it your personal success if the waves soften and help you move along gently? Let the universe be what it is and let all of those in it be as they are. You will be really stable when you do that. Demanding stability by expecting only easy sailing causes suffering. So forget about suffering. <laughs> let go of your suffering, enough suffering. Instead, jump into the river and please enjoy the ride. So now I always love to give a few little exercises. As you know, I think this particular talk is filled with them. Filled with them. See every moment as just the next moment. And implicit in that is that there's another moment coming along. Don't compare one moment to the next. Take a look at how you create or demand what you think of as stability and peace in your life. And please join us in the next podcast and in more that's coming to learn how to surf the tides of change. So the website for this podcast and for many others on it that you could go to is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And if you would like, I have, I'm, I'm putting out audiobooks now on the internet, and they're short, only about 40 minutes, going in-depth in many of these topics. And you can learn more about it or get some of them, and they're, they're quite inexpensive, really, almost nothing. You can get them on www.bestselfbooks.com if you'd like to look and see a little more. So I really, really thank you again today, as I do each week, for joining and for listening. And thank you for your wonderful, wonderful, as I say, your emails. Keep them coming. I love hearing from you. You can reach me at topspeaker at yahoo.com. I always answer, and I enjoy any conversation or questions that this podcast brings along. Thank you again for listening, and have a really, really 
beautiful day as you surf the moment. Precious. Each one of them is so precious.